Welcome to the Professional Insights Podcast. Thank you very much. Season three. Uh, thanks very much for everyone for tuning in. Thanks to our sp sponsors, Brand Boulevard, for giving us all the uh, takeaways and also the gifts for all of our, um, our attendees. Uh, thanks very much. Uh, I'm Brandon Curry. I'm Jeff Collins. I'm Josh Bond. And Trevor Lindy. And we're uh, pretty uh, excited to have uh, our next guest. Uh, all the way from South Carolina. But where are you now, Brandon? I'm uh, based in North Carolina, Charlotte, right. North Carolina, and I'm actually in um, I'm in West Palm Beach, but I'm heading to Miami uh, in the car right now. So in the state of Florida right now is uh, Florida, yeah. is is Brandon Cullen, uh, co-founder of Metabolic, um, and I'm just going to go through a a brief history um born and raised in saint Catharines, ontario our hometown here in niagara uh he worked his way up uh played junior b for the junior b falcons uh if i get your any of your dates wrong there cullen sorry uh um, got drafted went to uh did a whole bunch of stints in the e and the ahl um he was stayed within the new york rangers farm system um, but then stayed with the Charlotte Checkers and the Hartford Wolf Pack. And then, as the story goes, um, was about to do a stint in Europe. And when you got the phone call to go try out for the Islanders, uh, it was at that time during training camp uh, at a face-off, I do remember the story, uh, that a guy um, – through a, it was a fight and he gave you a concussion. Like he did some pretty damage. You can go into more detail about that, whatever you feel comfortable with. Sure. He was then due to concussion protocol, not allowed ever to play again. Um, I'm sure you still lace up the skates and do that with your boys. But, uh, and uh, then from there, yourself and your business partner uh, founded um, Metabolic, which I'm going to get it wrong in the sense of, it's, it's not a hit gym. It's not a CrossFit gym. It is a completely different concept of, of how to work out. And uh, yeah, so we'll let you take it from there. Um, and we'll let you work your way, work your way up. You're now at 30 locations across the U S and Canada. Um, yeah. Um, so we have 15 open. Uh, we just announced um, a couple big deals in the last week. So we should have 40 total in the pipeline, 15 open and about 20 to 25 in development. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So take us back. Let's go, let's go, uh, let's go with the E and the AHL. Um, if people want yeah, to so, go do that. Yeah. I, I had a pretty good uh, junior career. Okay. Yeah, then, Ontario Hockey League theory. So that gave me, gave me, I guess, the the opportunity to um, test the waters at the professional level. Um, was never drafted, um, but because of those last couple years, um, just just had the right kind of reputation at the right time to to um, kind of walk on within the Rangers farm system. And that that was it. I spent the the huge the, the bulk of my career in Charlotte and spend some time in Hartford in the AHL. <clears throat> so I had made that decision. I knew it was coming to the end of my career as far as making any huge money. Um, so I thought I would go to Europe 
and um, see a different country every year for the last probably five years of my career. And uh, like you said, in that summer, um, the Islanders needed a someone to kind of fill a roster spot in a training camp. And I just so so I went there. Funny enough, to use it as almost like <laughs> to get ready to go to Europe. Yeah, so I was already had a contract in um in Belfast is where I was gonna was gonna start. And I just had one of those perfect camps. I was playing one of the, I was playing the best hockey. I was scoring some goals. I was playing physical like I like I did. And the Islanders needed a a power forward at that time. So it was it was a little bit of luck. And, and me playing well, you know, I think I was just, I was a career minor league caliber player that just had a real good couple weeks at the right camp. And yeah, uh, I remember I sat down with Garth Snow and Ted Nolan and they said, Kelly, you had a great camp. Um, we're going to sign you to a contract and you'll spend the majority of the year in Bridgeport and probably pay 15 games with the Islanders. And the next, uh, the next day in an exhibition game, like you said, Brandon, I got hit uh, with a real bad uh, sucker punch to start a fight. And that was the last game I ever played. That was it. Um, I just couldn't get over the concussion symptoms. I did try to come back over the course of the next couple, the next year, but the symptoms just would not go away. And eventually the neurologist just said, listen, we're never going to medically clear you to play again. So you got to start thinking about something else. Um, and I always tell this story. I'm almost, <laughs> almost like bored of it now where fitness was what made me relevant in the sport. I was a, a decent player that just excelled because of his off ice regimen and preparation. So the trend, the transition was natural into fitness. I don't want to say it was easy, but it was, it made sense to do it. I was already training other players in my off season for some passive income. So kind of in the lat, when I started to transition in that last season, my partner now, who's another player, his name's Kirk DeWall. That's when I said to him very casually, I think this CrossFit thing may be big, which is kind of funny. <laughs> to look back now because this was 2006 I was gonna to say. kind of put that in perspective I think we were yeah we were the 120th affiliate in the in the world and now I think Charlotte has about 90 affiliates just to give you a kind of some perspective there um but if you kind of fast forward there was quite a bit of a difference where it sits today um when when we opened and, and started playing around in the CrossFit world um, you pretty much were dealing with, uh, like competitive athletes, ex-athletes, um, ex-military, very capable people that had trained their whole life. And then it hit pop culture. And that's kind of where we were like, uh, you know, I don't know if this is the thing you, you, you should be pressing on the everyday person as we go to scale here. Um, so we started thinking about what does the 25 to 45 year old aging athlete really need to stay to have a competitive lifestyle and just to stay feeling athletic and we sent out to build that in-between model that um through a bunch of trial and error eventually became the product we now call metabolic 
So it's kind of funny because like um, you, you touched on it. This is 06, 07. This is right before the great financial crisis. And yeah. you decided to open up a brick and mortar. Like, like that, that like taught, like that, that takes a lot to do. Right. Um, and I've been following you on LinkedIn, as you know, also on top of that, I sub- I've subscribed to your podcast playing guilty. So for all of our listeners, uh, Kali is now in the playing guilty, um, podcast. You can find it on Google and all we're all podcasts are, I just, I'm a Google guy. So I subscribed on Google podcasts. Um, and, uh, you've touched on some really, and you've, you've, you've hit some key nerves with a couple of your articles that you've posted, at least with me that I, I I've been following, which is the whole, like you've mentioned how brick and mortar is not dead. You don't believe brick and mortar is dead. As a matter of fact, you think it's a great time, which is ironic because you did this in 06, 07 initially to reinvent yourself. Do you want to kind of go off on, on some of those kinds of things that you've been posting? Yeah. So 2007 was, it wasn't really a choice at that point. You know, I can't say it was a strategic time to do a brick and mortar, but seeing the resilience of certain brick and mortars during a recession now gives me, I think, some insight to talk about why I think it could be valuable now. Uh, The one thing we did learn in the uh, in the financial crash is the in my industry the casual gym goer paused their membership so that that happened but people that you know fitness is part of their daily thing you you may not believe me as I say this but we actually went through a big uptick because there was almost like this there was almost like this internal fight people were having saying, you know, if the world's not going to take care of me, I'm going to take care of myself. I'm going to invest in myself. So I don't want to say that fitness is recession proof, but I think um, professional fitness, uh, high quality, high price point fitness has a lot better runway than say your 999 gym membership that people let draft out of their bank account. So I think the opportunity right now, um, the United States, the real estate market had to self-correct. It was getting a bit ridiculous price per square foot, this and that. So it, that was going to happen anyways. COVID was like a little bit of an accelerant with that. So the type of deals that we are seeing in commercial real estate now, yeah. at least they are normal. Right. Like they, they, they were largely inflated for a few years. And then the other thing that we're starting to see that I think is really important is kind of like the the TI packages that we are getting from the landlords that we weren't getting a year ago. So I can speak to our brand and I can speak to a lot of more higher price point brands, but I know Canada is in a different place with this virus and with the vaccines and all that. But in the United States, if, if your state is open, people are back. When, when I say I'm in Florida right now, guys, when I say Florida is open for business, I hope you understand what that means. Like it is, it is flat out normal here. Yes. Um, North Carolina, Charlotte's a little bit more cautious, but it is open under just the right kind of guidelines that the states are providing. But our consumer, the second they are allowed to train, they have been back. We are seeing the exact same 
um, attendance levels as we were in late 2019, early 2000. So I, I feel good about where we are right now, for sure. It's, it's kind of funny that you say that. Um, I'm now, I just started training. I don't know if you remember this name back home, but Andrew Yap, he is a, uh, he's a certified Olympic uh, uh, trainer uh, and trains the okay. Canadian bobsled team. But to your point, and this is why a lot of the um, uh, articles you posted have, have really resonated with me because I, I've read them and I'm like, no, you're right, because I'm still going. I, I, still I, want, I still want to train with the top top. But yeah, is my good life going to be going by the wayside? 100%. Yeah, I, I, no, I want to sure. train with the best and I'm still going to pay because I want to, I'm 40. You and I both turned 40 this year and you're still yes, chiseled and you're, you're still chiseled like a Greek god and I hate you for it. But it's, it's, I still want to keep that level of fitness. Do you know what I mean? Like I still want to be, I want my children to look at me and go, yeah, dad, dad's 40, but dad doesn't look 40, doesn't act 40. He's healthy. Like he's, you know, he's doing the best he can with based on my metabolism and, and the way it all works. But yeah, I, I don't, I'm, I'm the minute I'm allowed to go back and I do, I do need to give a shout out your sister, Ashley Collin also on LinkedIn, also sure. runs a metabolic in Burlington. So to any of our listeners that are looking for yes. Burlington, correct? Am I right? Yeah, and it's tough. Like, it is right. And, and you know, she's she has had to obey to uh, uh, obey with a lot of what all of Canada has. You know, like we, we you know, a lot of people try to compare the states in Canada a lot and they're, they're very two different animals and, and both have um, amazing benefits and both have uh, things that make them struggle. You know, I think, um, I think the way it's up nope. in the COVID crisis yep. and it's also now allowing us to bat, bounce back. Um, I think the way that the Canadian people represent one singular voice is such a powerful thing but i also think it it hurts being so uh compliant at times you know there's 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 not always an opposing argument so i have a lot of people that that try to compare the two and i say honestly you can find benefits and holes in both countries that the, the best thing you can do is figure out what the right thing is to do and do it your best or you could just bitch and complain all day long in both countries you know what i mean <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. So would you like to the average listener that's out there? Um, because a lot of people know about Gary Roberts, obviously. Yeah. Right. And how he came back from basically a, um, a broken neck, essentially. Um, would you kind of, uh, I guess I would never compare what you went through to a broken neck, but I do acknowledge the fact that, concussions are massive and 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 i do have to acknowledge back in 06 the concussion protocols and the uh, health care was not there yet so you suffered probably for a lot longer than what an average nhl ahl player would suffer through now would that be correct yeah in fact you know i'm not over it it's it's not a story i tell a lot but i actually um it's it's not gone. Um, it's funny that I I'm I am a founder of a fast emerging fitness brand, and I actually can't 
tolerate the pace of our own workouts. So I have, I have a deal. Uh, my problem is exertion and it can manifest in too much, uh, intensity, too much, uh, too much work, too many commitments, not enough rest. Right. And like that, I can really pay for that still to this day. So I train myself in off hours. Um, I, I usually have to, uh, put about three, three times as much rest as I do work. And I have to manage my pulse and, and blood pressure to this day. Um, so, you know, it's a painful reality that I have to live with on a daily basis. I know you made a, you made a joke that I probably still lace up the skates. I don't, you know, I can't oh. do that. That, that, that part of my life is gone. Unfortunately, you know, I, I appreciate the compliment of uh, looking good on the surface, but um, you know, tr truthfully, I, I have to operate at a fraction um, physically that, you know, that I, that I was born to do, but that's just, that's part of the story right now. So I, that's why I prefer to, you know, I, I represent the growth side and the creative side of the business now. And I like to hang out in that world because I feel like a bit of a poser being on the front lines as the face of the business, you know, cause if I wanted to be that, I'd like to be on that floor with those people. So, you know, I'm, I'm at peace with it now. But I mean, it was a tough transition for a bit. So, um, yeah, I guess, guys, guys before I, I got a laundry list of questions too. Does anyone else have? Because I can pretty much take Brandon and I can talk for hours. So don't worry about us. Does anyone else have uh, questions at all? Like, Brandon, uh, Jeff, oh, sorry, or Josh, Brandon, what, uh, what was the state of a, uh, the CrossFit in 2006? Cause I mean, I remember doing some kind of, you know, video CrossFits like, uh, like Beachbody, Sean T and stuff like that. Probably a little bit later than that, maybe in and around 2008, 2009. Uh, so I would imagine though in 2006 kind of mainstream weren't that familiar with CrossFit. Is, would that be accurate? Yeah, no, it wasn't at all. In fact, it was a landing page at that point that just had a workout of the day that somehow became a big community that kind of had like an underground cult following. And then um, what ended up happening, to be honest, they, they kind of turned into an education-based company. Yes, there were affiliate gyms, but their biggest value is they were putting education out there that was pretty much... I'll be honest, it was superior to what you would get in an exercise science degree at that point. Now, as it has hit pop culture, the affiliate model has gotten big, the quality has gotten watered down, and you have, you know, everyday people comparing themselves to a top 1%. So like, it's a very different place than where the grassroots of this beautiful program kind of came from. But it was it was pretty, um, it was underground. Um, and the best of the best is the wrong word because that's that's an arrogant statement but it was people searching for the best at the time is who you who you were really training nice good uh, for Col you collins you get any questions i, I was more just interested in the business he's running right now i don't know much about it i was kind of interested in what the the whole premises and all that like i know it's crossfit and all that but like your model of being in bricks and mortar how's that working right now yeah, so it's funny. We 
CrossFit's actually no longer in the conversation, to be honest. They're just not a big player anymore. Um, you have the F45s and Orange Theories of the world that are kind of like leading pop culture fitness right now. And we follow in this this um, interesting level where I feel like it's like where CrossFit was in 2006. Um, the big players in group fitness right now are a very, very cardio-driven model a lot of raw raw not a lot of substance do you know what i mean and we come yeah from like a, a peloton very... that's what i'm in right now the peloton i'm all about it. it's all raw raw <laughs> and i need it but i'm i'm soaking it up right now so i'm oh, curious oh god it. yeah and you know what i think i think <laughs> there's a place for <laughs> i think there's a place for both i think where we are seeing um explosive growth right now is that 25 to 45 year old go-getter that values um, more structure and accountability versus the raw-raw side of things. And we do come from a very, very strength bias background. So we don't have barbells within the program, but I mean, we move weight. I mean, we have, you know, we have 148 kilogram kettlebells and 100 pound dumbbells as part of our daily lifting so you can train but it's very scalable because we do everything to time it's not to a scoreboard it's like here's what the movement looks like we're going to go for a 90 percent effort and we're going to do that for 60 seconds on 60 seconds off so you can put a high caliber athlete on the floor and you can also put an everyday person on the floor because 60 seconds means something to someone if you i mean if you tell someone to do a hundred of something it's a very subjective statement to say, hey, let's move well for 60 seconds with the weight that makes sense to you. You can scale that to a pretty big population, if that makes yeah. sense. 100%. You know, it's, it's, kind of, uh, it's kind of refreshing to hear because it's kind of like in the same uh, gym area that I train, it's attached to a physio, chiro, massage therapy clinic. And the irony is, um, and I'm not going to, I don't expect a comment from you on this, but maybe more of a guidance because it is a competition, but their number one referrals are hit gyms because yeah. to your point, it's, it's a, you know, all right, flip this tire and take it down to the other end of the parking lot. You got people throwing out their backs yeah. because it's, it's, they're not, they're, they're not varsity athletes. They're not, um, they're, they're people that are following the pop culture and they're not, I mean, I work out with, with, like I said, Andrew, and it's probably 15 minutes of stretching before I even touch anything, you know, you know, it's very methodical. And that's when I was online and I'm kind of learning about, cause you do it daily. They're daily. There's daily act like programs that you cascade. Am I, did I read that right? Did I understand that right? Well, you get, uh, we run a seven day schedule, but okay. we promote a four day a week approach. Um, so the one thing that's kind of like, it just shows you the dedication or the type of individual we get to work with. So system wide at all, you know, all of our locations, about 75% of them are on unlimited monthly membership and they come four to five days a week. So that's, that's kind of unheard of in the boutique fitness model where the one to two day a week, um, is like the biggest selling points for most of our competitors. Um, so we definitely don't promote Brandon uh, seven days a week. In fact, we are known for uh, like our days all have different themes where you may come into the gym and it's at 80% slower grind. 
because it's a more of a restorative day focusing on stability-based movements. In contrast, you might come into a day that is a 100% effort with a lot of uh, a lot of rest, where you're giving maximal efforts with equal amount of rest. So it, it's very, I mean, that's what we're known for. We're known for the program and, and the coaches that implement the game plan um, versus just running around and giving high fives and, and um, you know, more of the, the cheerleading aspect of the pop culture side of the business. Right, right. It, yeah, it's kind of like, uh, well, well, Collins just proved it. Talk to anyone who has a Peloton. Don't bother. They'll tell you they have a Peloton. Uh, <laughs> no, but it's like, or orange theory, same thing. Like it's all the raw, raw, raw. It's very like, but you have a lot of people on, on, and it's kind of refreshing to hear. I joke, I just, cause we all make fun of each other on this podcast. Sure. I do that facetiously to Collins, but, um, but in seriousness, there's a lot of people hurting themselves because they're not to your point. They're not doing it right. They're not, they're trying to go big in the, on the first and not looking at form and looking at, it's amazing on what you can do with a 10. I'm using dumbbells as a, as a bad example, but you can, what you can do with a 10 pound dumbbell and how much you cannot move the next day. If you do the exercises correctly and that's kind of it, right? Yeah. And I mean, fitness is no different than any industry, right? There's a lot of different modalities, a lot of different versions of it. The best example is like, I think all of us have tried a chiropractor at some point in your life and you have very creative, um, innovative chiropractors and you have people that you come in, they snap your neck in five seconds and they throw you out the door. Right. So fitness is, is not very different. Um, and you know what too, I I'm kind of past the point of being combative, combative, combative sorry of uh needing to shit on other products i think what we do we're very very good at but i also understand what um there's a lot of options out there for people and just as our high performers value structure and accountability and and results some people like to walk in and give a high five to a person that's that's a smiling face that knows their name and and all those good things so like there's a lot of as long as people are moving whatever it's good it's good let's get get people in motion uh, is the most most important thing see that's my biggest thing right now i don't care if i got a peloton a bow flex or i go for a hike i just got to get my heart moving every day you know yep. pumping and same with the kids too so so my kind of philosophy is just do something i don't care what it is and it's tough because all the gyms are closed right now and the, the weather's getting better so we can go for a hike but then you got the tick season coming up so you can't go for a hike and then you know so for me I like a lot of stretching because I can't do anything without hurting for a week. So I got to stretch. I got to do yoga or whatever and riding a bike on Peloton or a Bowflex. I don't care. Just get the heartbeat going. Cause being a sales guy and a builder, I can go two months without doing anything that gets my heart going. You know, <laughs> you put on the weight and all of a sudden you have a heart attack, you're dead. Yeah, no, it's the best program is the one that gets you moving six days a week. So I agree with you. I honestly, you can, you can, we use a couple different analogies, but like, even though our, you know, our, our training staff, I do believe is the best in the industry. You could still technique someone right out your door and unless you're a nice human being and kind and approachable at all those things. So, you know, I, I think what we do, we do well, but there's a lot of companies that do things for different people very, very well too. So you're right. It's, it's get moving six days a week, whatever that is. Yeah, whatever it does it take you there and whatever it costs, who cares, just do it. It's better than that. 100%. 100%.
Yeah, but you might you might switch too, though, Jeff. Right? Like, I mean, I did really high cardio for maybe ten years, running treadmills and just rowing machines, ellipticals, and stuff like that. I didn't grab weights until I was really in my early forties, right? Yeah. And now, the the benefit that I get out of a weight train, I get a I get a cardio burn too, right? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, and that's one of the biggest misconceptions. You know, as we age, the what we've been sold is this idea that you need more cardio as you age. And the reality is, is like you said, like you actually need strength to push back against gravity. Like us as men, will we lose testosterone as we age and strength training or resistance training helps with that. Women lose bone density and stuff like that. If you train correctly and cardio doesn't mean you need your heart to explode, like going for a hike is cardio. Oh, yeah lifting weights the right way or time under tension is another way to put it is cardio. But, um, I think that there's a, there was a missing link to the education side of things that strength should be your base. It is the thing that will allow you to age athletically vibrantly, um, as, as gravity is pushing us down, to be honest. Yeah. I think at our age too, like we're mine at 44, Josh, and all that the testosterone is definitely noticeable. So you got to yeah. work that out. I'm, I'm no 20-year-old anymore with the wife, so that's for sure. So I'll do whatever I can do to, to, to maintain that as long as I can, and I think working out helps. So I'll be honest about it, whatever. Yeah, I'm not at the Viagra start... stage yet, but <laughs> we'll see what we got to do, right? Keep up your drinking, and you probably will be in the next couple of years. Right? right? Jeez, I barely drink. I'll drink once, um, once or twice a month. I guess I just to, to uh, just especially now with all the lockdown stuff, uh, uh, Khalif, if I can, and if you want to make share as much as you want. Sure. Um, the mental health aspect, you, you touched on it. You touched on, you know, and I really, really appreciate you, you doing it. Uh, my, my wife's a counselor. Um, and so she's, uh, you know, um, I have seen a psychotherapist um, in, in, you know, uh, before I, I think it's, amazing um and uh you know constantly see kairos and, and i'm trying to i guess the big thing is not do what our parents generation was was never go to the gym never do that and just you know you see their pill their pill uh sunday through saturday pill little thing yeah. um then you add on a concussion to that um explain your evolution through that uh how that has affected your mental health and then how has metabolic and your exercise regime i understand you've adjusted accordingly but how has that affected your mental health um in that aspect do you do you want to do this as a second episode oh yeah Cole, do you want to do that as, as a second episode mental health yeah we can do that for sure. Okay, then we'll just wrap this one up, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks very much for tuning in. And the next one will be on mental health. Right. Um, thanks for everyone, everyone for tuning in. Uh, my name is Brandon Curry. I'm Jeff Collins. I'm still Josh Bond. Yeah, and I'm Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks. Help you. Bye. Help us help you stay informed. Do did will the story of people podcast is now available on the crier media network the first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories ready tara sloan from the san jose sharks undercurrent podcast at nbc sports 
Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice in the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holawati from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com. Produced by Cryer Media and distributed by the Sound Off Media Company.